Hey there, it's Domestic Dawn, Josh Landers, in the week of the 4th of July. So let's start off with a positive note, with a really nice, positive feeling to this podcast, which is, I think, the light and the beam of many people's existence. So let's start off with a little positive note and ha- hear a little message from my beautiful six-year-old daughter. My name letters are W-I-L-L-A, and whoever I'm speaking to, I love you, and I'm just saying hi, so, and there's something that I'm going to do after this, but maybe, and I'm not so positive, I'm just like a little bit sure, okay, so, Oh, doesn't that just melt your heart? Doesn't it just melt it into a big pile of bloodiness? So this this is what I'm getting to. You know, I, I feel this country is the most unified it's ever been. There's no division. There's no distraction from the real problems that are out there in the world. Nothing at all. I think we're doing fine. But in all reality, is this, we're kind of like a Chargers-Raiders game. We're just waiting for the next stabbing. And it's pr- that's pretty much every Raiders game, isn't it? Isn't ev- anybody that Raiders play, someone's going to get stabbed at some point. So that's kind of where we're at right now, I think, maybe a little bit. And it's not without reason and purpose. And we kind of set ourselves up for this. So, yeah, we'll talk about, about a lot of stuff, you know? This is American week. This is American Pride week. This is where we celebrate with hot dogs and alcohol and flags and, you know, just the, the, the warm, warm hominess of what our country is and has become. So yeah, that's that's kind of where we're sitting. And just keep keep my daughter's voice in your head, I guess, throughout the entirety of this rant. She loves you. She does love you. And she still has that love as, a, as an innocent child. And I think most of us have lost it, if not all of us. But we'll see how that goes in the future. You know what I've been do- doing lately a lot? Uh, I kind of went down a couple of rabbit holes on the old YouTube over the past couple of days, and I heard about that whole uh, Portland protest. It was Antifa versus the Proud Boys. And if you don't know much about Proud Boys, look it up. Just look it up. You know, Devin McInnes is the guy who kind of created it with a couple other fellas. Uh, Just look at it. If you don't know who the Proud Boys are, look it up, and you you can deem yourself. Are they fascist? Are they racist? Are they neo-Nazis? That's up to you to consider. But obviously Antifa, they think they are. And I have a problem with Antifa. I have a problem with a lot of uh, kind of gutter punks, I guess. Sort of the gutter punk look in Portland, which is, I think everybody's a gutter punk up there, aren't they? A white gutter punk? So, and also the fat college girls with pink hair, short pink hair. And I, I just don't get Antifa that much. I don't understand them. So I, again, like I said, I went down a rabbit hole, wormhole, whatever you want to say. I'm just watching Antifa videos over the last couple of years. The protests, they call them. And they think like they're doing good. I don't. Why the fuck do they wear masks? I have no idea why this group wears masks. Uh, and it, there's a hilarious video where one guy gets his mask ripped off. And of course, they're going against some, I don't know, Trump rally or something like that. There's a guy running down the street with a Trump flag hanging or a cape. And they're trying to get his cape. They're spraying him in the face with mace, which is always nice. And he, this guy gets his mask ripped off. And once the mask gets ripped off, it's like the villain has been uh, uh, shown, right? It's like it's like his true identity, and he's not a villain. He was some skinny white white kid in I don't know who was probably Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Berkeley. I don't know where the fuck all this Antifa shit happened. So he gets his mask ripped off, and he starts uh, getting confronted by the opposition that he's going against. And of course, what does he do? He he cowers. He cowers and he runs, and then he gets hit right in the face with a skateboard by one of his other masked Antifa friends. And do you know why? Because he doesn't have a mask on anymore. He had his mask ripped off from the opposition, and then he gets a uh, a pair of trucks to the dome, or I think he hit him with a pair of tru- uh, one of the trucks on the skateboard. It was it was hilarious. It's a short clip. And it, I'm not saying I want people to get hurt at these stupid protests or rallies, but it is funny to watch sometimes. It's like an old person tripping uh, across the street. And every time I see someone trip, I laugh. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. Does that make me a good person? No, it does not. And that's something that hopefully I'll touch on later. I'm not a good person. If I'm lap- laughing at old people or children tripping, 
where they probably got hurt, broke a hip, you know, maybe hit, hit their face and lost a tooth. I'm still laughing. I can't help it. So if I see some young idiot with a mask on protesting something, he probably doesn't even know what he's protesting, and then he gets smacked in the face with a skateboard by his own friend or his own party, his own side, his own team, yeah, you're going to get a chuckle out of me. You're going to get a chuckle out of me. And what, is, what are they trying to prove? They're taking something that is so uncommon in a lot of the world, this sort of freedom of speech and uh, freedom from persecution, supposedly, and the freedom of assembly and all these other things. They're taking those freedoms of what America is all about. And this is what we're trying to celebrate this 4th of July, right? And I'm not a protester. I don't go to these rallies. I, I try to keep up and stay active in terms of what's going on in the world. But I don't go to these fucking protests or rallies. It, I don't think they do anything. Now it's just fighting. Now all it is is your side is better than my side. Or uh, my side, excuse me. My side is better than your side. That's what they should be saying. Uh, that's all it is. It's a, it's a game. It's a, it's a team game. That's all they're playing. And I'm not saying they shouldn't protest. But why can't they do it in a different way? So they take this nice ability and the freedom to do so, and they fuck it up. They turn it into some sort of violent spiel of like angry youth, the angst of being a 22-year-old kid in college uh, funded by his parents somewhere. That's what they take it out on. I saw another fucking video where this dude is just trying to get through a protest, and all the marchers, all these, an uh, these fucking Antifa motherfuckers, they're marching, they're taking up the entire street of downtown. I think this one was Portland. And they're taking up the entire street. And this poor guy is just trying to get down the street. He just got caught in the middle of this protest. And he's just trying to turn a corner. And then the Antifa group, the mob, they just start hitting this car, trying to rip him out of the car. He's driving away because he's scared. And they start chasing him. Get this motherfucker. Get this motherfucker. They have batons on. And of course, what do they have over their face? Masks. So they're hitting the car. They're kicking it. They're yelling. Did you get that motherfucker's license plate? This guy didn't do anything. He didn't hit anybody. And one of the Antifa guys stood in front of the car, and he so bravely hit it with a pamphlet or a poster and whatever the fuck they were protesting at that point. And then the guy stops at the intersection where there's a red light. He gets out of his car. He's a 60-year-old white-haired man. And these little young punks who are so righteous and so in the know, and obviously they're smarter than everybody else because they know exactly what the plight of society is and whatever they're protesting is really affecting their lives logistically, economically, socially, educationally. So they're really affected by the things that they're so heartfelt about. Obviously, right? Obviously. So this poor guy gets out and they still start bombarding him. They can't say like, oh, you're just trying to get through. You're just trying to go on a fucking public access road that we are clogging up. And is that their, is that their right to clog up the street? Sure. But it's also that guy's right to take a fucking right turn in the middle of a city so he doesn't get trapped in it. And this wasn't some Charlottesville thing where the guy was trying to ram people over. This was an older gentleman trying to get home, probably, or trying to maybe go get a cup of coffee. And he's like, ah, fuck, there's a mob of people. There's a wall of black attired, mask wearing, young cunts coming towards me. So I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And you, the, my four listeners, you're probably saying, oh, Josh, so you side with the Proud Boys? You side with the neo-Nazis and the fascists and the KKK? No, I don't. No, I don't. Are those guys bad too at times? Sure. Is Antifa bad at times? Yes. So not saying either one is right or wrong. I think they're both in the right and wrong a lot of the time. But what I get is that wormhole. And maybe, maybe tonight, maybe I'll YouTube some uh, angry right-wingers. Because are there angry white right-wingers? Yes. The far right's angry. The far left is just as angry. And I get tired of people saying like, oh, they're doing it for a good cause, the, the liberal left is. The far left. No, they're not. They're not doing it for a good cause. Neither is the far right. That's where this thing is so jumbled and so convoluted. It's just like that fan that Chargers fan, or let's play with the Raiders since I'm in Northern California now. It's that Raiders fan who cannot see outside of the color of the jersey he or she is wearing. It's like that San Francisco Giants fan or an L.A. Dodgers fan. Whenever they play, there's usually some incident in the parking lot beforehand, afterward. Some poor guy got thrown off the bleachers a few years ago, a Giants fan and an L.A. Dodgers game. And I think he had a coma. I don't know. I can't remember if he died or not. But he went into a fucking coma for wearing the wrong jersey in the wrong place. 
And that's how I, I'm, I'm comparing the sort of Antifa versus dot, 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 whoever that might be, whatever ideology might, that might be, whatever they disagree with. And I say they because it's a mob. It's not one singular person coming out and really trying to discuss things. It's just a bunch of angry kids in black attire lobbing shit, throwing stuff, right? This last one had, what was it, a milkshake bomb? And I don't know what side was doing it, but I did read, I think Antifa was it? Maybe, I, maybe I'd read that on Fox News or some other conservative rag. I don't know. But they did beat up a conservative journalist, and no one's really calling them out for that as much. They should. This journalist has a right to be conservative. This journalist has a right to be there to be documenting both sides and probably leaning towards the conservative side. That's his ideology, and that should be okay. That's his freedom of choice and expression and freedom of the press. So whenever the Antifa, they'll, they'll, they won't say no, freedom of the press. He's a conservative Nazi. He's a fascist, right? He's part of the KKK, even though he's an Asian guy. So they'll, they'll kind of right their wrongs no matter what. Right? They'll put themselves on that pedestal of righteousness and being in the, uh, the realm of their own perception, whatever that might be. And is that perception always right? No. Is it oftentimes wrong? Sure. And this is a completely mob mentality. So I'm not sure exactly how we came to this point. I'm not sure where all this sort of uh, the peace and love of what used to be sort of the liberal left. I don't know what, what happened to that. It used to be all the angry conservatives. It used to be the, all the angry far right. And they are. There, are. there are a lot of angry conservatives on the far right. So don't, again, discount what I'm saying on that or say, oh, you're picking sides, you're choosing sides here. I'm not. I'm not at all. I just don't totally understand it. And again, the milkshake bomb. Supposedly to put some quick acting or drying cement in, in the cups. And so they're not just lobbying milkshakes. They're lobbying. Uh, that's assault. If you get hit with one of those, what, what would it be, five pounds of concrete in a styrofoam cup or whatever? And they're pro were they using styrofoam? Oh, those fucking hypocrites. Were they using styrofoam? Or are they using biodegradable uh, um, construction paper? Is that what their cups were made out of? Was it made out of hemp that will uh, decompose in a matter of minutes, right? Or you could smoke it afterwards in your, in your bongs? Is that what they were using? Oh, if they were using, pl I got to look that up. Was it plastic or styrofoam? Oh, if that, that, that would be good. That would be very hypocritical. Because what are they fighting for? I thought they were fighting for the environment. Aren't they always fighting for the environment as well? See, again, I don't know what they're fighting for anymore. I don't know. I kind of know more what the conservatives are fighting for. They're, voting, or they're fighting for being conservative. <laughs> and we all sort of know what that means, I think. We all know what that means. Anti-abortion to a certain extent, or for most of them, right? Uh, don't take away my money. Don't tax me more. Right? Give me the freedom of choice to wave whatever flag I want to wave. You know, those are just sort of the small, again, surface stuff. And I'm not a political person. Right? I'm, no, I'm no genius at this shit. I'm just seeing socially what is happening. And again, I'm, I'm just tagging on and ragging on this sort of Antifa. Because that's, again, that's what I've been watching and that's what I've been hearing about so much. And if you are a liberal, you, again, you're already against me. What I'm saying, you're already against me. You're saying, no, they're doing the right thing. They're doing progressive things. We have to fight fire with fire. No, that's not, that's not a liberal idea. And that's what Antifa is doing. They're fighting fire with fire. And sometimes it's just fire against nothing. They're, they're, the other side's not throwing anything. They start it. So uh, the liberals start shit too. So we're, again, we're all, over, we're all over the place politically right now. And I don't know who's right or wrong. I don't. That's why I try to stay in the middle. I like that gray zone. I like to analyze from both sides. I like to see one picture and then another, and then get a little bit deeper with that picture. I like to read an article from this angle and then that angle and then both angles, you know, uh, uh, together. Uh, that's what I like to, that's what I, that's what it should be. That's how people should discuss things. That's how people should operate on a daily basis as human beings. I have, I have friends I know who are conservative. I don't care. Will we get in discussions and will I have disagreements with them? Of course. Does it mean we're gonna, I'm going to throw a milkshake made of concrete at their head? No. It could get heated, right? It could get, you're an, you're an idiot. I don't believe in anything you're saying on both sides of that conversation, whatever it might be. But you could still be friends afterwards. And what, what happened to that? What happened to the sort of just the speech and the talk? And I know a lot of other people are talking about this shit, uh, but I don't care. This is my fucking podcast, right? I could talk about whatever I want. That's the beauty of it. What I think Antifa should do, and instead of, you know, lobbying milkshake bombs or using pepper spray or doing whatever tactics they're doing to attack whatever they're attacking, I think they should offer up in a nice, very civil, liberal way, 
a contest of some kind with whoever they're protesting. So let's just say they're doing some KKK rally. There's a there's a there's eight members of the KKK trying to take over the capital of uh, Alabama. Is that Montgomery? I don't even know. So they're at the capital of Alabama. There's eight KKK members who are probably the last remaining KKK members in all of Alabama. I don't know. I don't know this shit. So now you have Antifa. And instead of coming and yelling and cursing and putting on your little black masks and your black hoodies and your North Face little black jackets, why don't you just say, let's let's do a contest. And what contest I think they should do is a sporting contest. I think it'd be fantastic to watch both sides get into some sort of sporting activity. And let's just say football. Should we do football? All right, I think we should do football. And what would be hilarious about it, just from the few videos that I've watched, is I don't see Antifa being a very sporty group. I don't see them being very athletic. I saw this one guy march across the street to try to throw a water bottle at the other group. And it went about four feet. And then he slipped on the said water bottle. (laughs) So that guy's probably not going to be the best quarterback. He probably won't even be a very good lineman. Then you have the other people. The, they, don't, they don't look so fresh. They don't have fresh legs. So when the shit started hitting the fan where the guy got popped with a skateboard, he wasn't running away very well. He didn't have a good uh, gait or he didn't have a good lope. Right? He, he wasn't very uh, speedy. He didn't pick up his knees while he was running. Right? There was no straight arms or stiff arms. He, he didn't have any jukes. So I don't think he would be the greatest running back or tight end or even wide receiver and on the other side you would have to man an eight-man team with the rednecks with the kkk oh sorry did i label kkks as as rednecks are those different things maybe jeff foxworthy i gotta read his redneck shit more let's just say the kkk they have their eight-man football team they don't look like the most athletic bunch either do they so they look a little rough around the edges they look a little maybe uh i don't know rotund in the midsection I'm being very general, but this is kind of how this shit works, right? It is. It's all general. It's all general. Everything is is general. Everything has generalities to it. So I don't think they're going to man a very good team either. I don't think they. A lot of them have seen a treadmill in their lives. It does. I mean, they have their pickup trucks, right? They have their gun racks, and they sit in you know deer stands and wait for a deer to come by for six hours while they're sucking down Budweisers, and then the deer comes and then they shoot it. And they climb down the tree, huffing and puffing, and then take that deer and strap it to the hood of their Chevy, and then drive home to the farm. So that's, that's, I think that's how th- these disagreements, that's how they should come to a head, a contest, a battle of strength and agility. And not with fighting, not with fighting, but it's a contest. And whoever wins the game wins the protest. And that protest winner, what would they get? Some sort of, they would have to get a trophy of some kind. They'd have to hoist it up. They'd have to put it, maybe they would keep it on their side until another protest, until another game uh, was played. And then maybe that guy, that side would get the trophy after that. They'd just flip-flop back and forth, whoever. And then they'd start recruiting. Or they'd start loading up their team. They'd have a lot of ringers, right? They'd go outside of their uh, resources. So the 8KK mem- 8K- 8KK football team, at the next time, they're going to have 16. And the, the other eight people will be very athletic black men. Uh, from the local football team. And then, see, right there, the racial boundaries would be erased. And then Antifa would have to find, I don't know, someone that, that no, fuck, Antifa, who are they going to find? They're going to argue with everybody. They're going to look at athletes and be like, oh man, you're part of the problem, bro. You're part of the problem. You're part of the industry. All you care about is sports. There's so many things out there to worry about, man. What? You play basketball? You play football? Oh, that's barbaric. Have you watched football before? Concussions, bro. CTE. Don't you know anything about that? Your life, man. Your life has to be about something. Can't just be about throwing a stupid ball. So I think Antifa's fucked. I think Antifa's fucked in this contest. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's go ahead and roll with that idea. And at the next protest about, um, I don't know, what's the next protest going to be? Someone's going to say something wrong in, in the political world. Someone's going to say something wrong in the social world. And someone's going to have a protest about it. What is, what's it going to be next? What is it going to be next? I'd like you guys to give me some ideas because I just don't know. They happen every day. They happen every day. So I, uh, let's, just, let's just play this out. 
let's just play this out. So I really urge you guys, before I move on topics here, I really, really, really urge you guys to watch those YouTube videos of Antifa protests. And you kind of come up with your own ideas. You come up with your own ideas. And a couple of them, again, going back to, I'll go back, I'll harp on this for a few more minutes. But there was some where you just had confrontations like one-on-one, three-on-three, and the cameras would get a little bit closer. And you'd have people just obviously uh, media and non-media, just people uh, kind of using their iPhones to take these videos. And I'm glad they do because it's a good documentation to see the, the, the core of, of the differences, the core differences between two different teams, right? Two separate teams. And they don't say anything. Neither side said something. You're an asshole. You're a fascist. Then the supposed fascist will say, why am I a fascist? You're a fascist. You're an asshole. Why am I a fascist? You're a fascist. You're an asshole. Then what do you think is going to happen next? Nothing. It's a roadblock. It is an absolute roadblock. And that's just what I saw on both sides. So we got to open those doors. We got to open those roadblocks. We got to get them in a football game. And that would open the door. Sports bring people together, don't they? Sports do bring people together. If you look at a football stadium, for example, a crowd of the football stadium, it's a pretty mixed group. It's not all white people. It's not all black people. It's a big mix of people. So how come we can actually function there for three hours while a game is going on? And the person sitting next to you might be the most right-wing person in the, in, the, in the stadium. You might be the most left-wing person in the stadium. But what do you do if you're wearing the same Pittsburgh uh, Steelers jersey? What are you guys doing if you're, still, if you're wearing the same Atlanta Hawks jersey? You guys will root for the same team for the moment. And then once you get outside, though, it's all fair game to call each other out on bullshit. All fair game for both people to just lose their perception. Lose, not their perception, but the reality of the situation, I guess. They keep their perception. That's the thing they're not changing, right? It's the perceiving of the actuality of what is happening around them. They're not really changing their perception to fit in to a conversation with someone else. And I think that's a massive problem. I think that's a major problem. And what really irked me a lot of the time in these videos too, was the way the cops doing their job. And again, I'm no like 100% fan of cops. I've had my share of like little, little run-ins with them where they, they've been, you know, pricks. And th- but the majority of them are good, I'm assuming. I don't know a lot of cops. I know a few. And they were fine guys, right? Men and women that are in the police force, they're probably fine individuals, the majority of them. But then of course you have those few bad apples. But what I saw in the video, these line of police were protecting the protest and the, the, the freedom to have that protest or to have that stance of the conservative side for this instance in this video. So whatever they were, uh, the Proud Boys in this last one, they were gathering up. They were trying to show, you know, the him too is okay. Hashtag him too. It's okay to be a male, whatever that means, you know, in, in this day and age. It's okay to be masculine still. And again, I don't know the Proud Boys too much. I got to read more into that. But they have a right to be there. And they have a right to have their uh, pedestal for a little while. So the police was were able to corral them and put a line of defense between them and the aggressors which in this case, the aggressors were the Antifa faction. So this Antifa group was really just pissed off, yelling, lobbing water bottles again. It's a, it's, it's, I guess it's a huge uh, uh, point of attack is a water bottle. I wonder if they're paid by Nestle. Do you think Antifa is paid by Nestle? I wonder if those water bottles are Nestle. See, that's, that'd be interesting to see. That'd be interesting to research. But anyways, they get right in front of the cops' faces. And instead of yelling at the Proud Boys behind the police, these little twerps, right? These little twerps in black masks and black hoodies and black clothes, right? You can just see their eyes. For, I don't know what the, I don't know what, I don't know why, why, why do they do that? Why do they do that? Anyways, they were not yelling at the, the group anymore that they were there to go against. They were yelling at the cops. And this one little fuck, he just extended his finger, his middle finger, right in, maybe two or three inches from the cop's face and just kept saying, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. And the restraint on this cop was amazing. The restraint this cop had, he had all the weapons just to do what? Completely destroy this little fucker. And the little fucker, in my mind, maybe deserved a little baton in the, uh, across his skull. Maybe. A little, uh, maybe not so. Uh, how about pepper spray in the eye? That, he deserves something. You can't just do that. Yeah, the freedom of expression, sure. But don't be a dickhead. That is just a dickhead move. If anybody did that to you in a public space, you're sitting down at dinner with your family, and some person just comes in, front, in your face and says, fuck you, fuck you, 
fuck you over and over again, you have the right to punch that person in the face fully. And nobody in the restaurant would fault you for that. They wouldn't call you a fascist. They wouldn't call you a Nazi. They wouldn't call you some sort of major figure in this industrial complex of military power. They wouldn't call you that. They would say, oh, woo! They would cheer and be like, that, that little shit deserved it. That little shit deserved it. But again, the cops can't have power like that. And they probably shouldn't. They're there to keep the peace. But if you're a protester, Antifa protesters out there, take it out on who you want to take it out on. Use words to the people that you're actually fighting against. Not the people who are paid civil servants, right? To protect both sides. And their job is to protect against the aggressors. And all, a lot of people in the crowd would say, Why are you protecting them, man? Why are you protecting them? They're the bad They're Nazis. You're protecting Nazis. And they're not protecting Nazis and fascists. They're protecting a group of people who are there to publicly uh, show their, I guess, side of the issue and whatever that issue might be at that moment on that day. They were, they were there. They had the right to be there. And so they were protecting, again, the, jobs, the job of the cop it's to protect from aggression and stopping that wave of aggression from happening. And if someone turns out to be too aggressive and using force against the people who they're fighting against, then that person has a right to go to jail, right? So, again, I implore you, look at those videos. It, they're, they're comical as shit. They're funny as hell. I mean, I just can't stop laughing on them a bit. What the? Shut the fuck up to a lot of these people. And they're, they're hilarious. They're hilarious. It's not like I haven't watched like you know clan member videos and shit like that. They're funny too. They're funny too. They're all funny. All these sort of rallies when people group together in this sort of uh, big hive of stupidity. They're all funny. But again, today was just about Antifa because I've just it's it, it's always kind of irked me to see that happening with uh, uh, the I guess the the group that I've been probably most, I guess, affiliated with in my life as, as a liberal person on most accounts. You know, I've been gliding towards the center a lot in my adult life, just gliding towards there and staying in that centric sort of mindset because I think it's a good place to be, the gray area. You can really uh, figure things out a lot more. You can play with things and kind of work it around like a Rubik's Cube. You really can. But, you know, I still I am liberal-minded. I, I still am on a lot of issues. Uh, and most, if not most issues, but they, they're doing it in the wrong way. They're doing it in the wrong fashion and it's making them look bad. It's making them look really bad and it's making the liberal uh, movement look really shitty. And I'm going to call it right now. I don't think they're going to win the next election. I don't think any liberal minded person, any Democrat will win this next election. So what's today? July 2nd. I'm calling it now. And I'm not going to tell you who I'm voting for. And again, I, you pro if you know me, you know I'm not voting for Trump. I didn't vote for him the first time. I'm not going to vote for him now. Uh, but who, who do the liberals have? Who do they have? Who do they, uh, right now, 22 people to choose from. 22. And then if you see all this news media that is just about the Antifa shit, yeah, you don't think the conservatives are fucking soaking that up? You don't think Republicans are really soaking that in? Like, look at these fuckers over here. We used to be the violent ones. Now you guys have turned into the violent aggressors. And I get, they, they, have a, they have a point. They have a pure point there. So let's move on to something else. And I don't want to keep talking about what's wrong in the world, the war in Iran that we're about to get into, which will be another fantastic war for us. I don't want to talk about the new California gas tax hike which is going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm sure they're going to fix all the roads and the bridges and the infrastructure of the general highways that we have in California. I'm sure it's going to all go towards that and for the greater good of Californians. So that's not an issue. I definitely don't want to talk about just housing costs in this state in particular, or just in the country in general, but particularly this, straight, this, this state. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't want to talk about that. Does every city have a skid row now? Does every single city have a skid row? Even in the city that I have, which is a mid-level, maybe, size city, there's skid rows. Not more than maybe a half mile from where our house is at. There's, there's a little, little tent city. Not like the one they have in L.A. But there, there's a little bit of, it's, there's a problem there. But no, I don't want to talk about that because that's not an issue. That's not what we should be talking about. Antifa... 
has it right. All these smaller social issues of what this is what we should be fighting about, not about the oil, not about the 1% of the entire world being dominated by a fractional few and everybody else being what? Left out. No, no, no. That's that's not that's not an issue. All the corporations, the food industry. Let's not talk about that. I don't want to talk about any of that. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Because that's not the, uh, the environment dying. The world is crying right now. Let's not talk about Guadalajara and the, what, two meters of, of ice that fell from the sky in the middle of summer. That's just what weather does. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. These things happen. These things happen. So those are not issues. One issue I think we should be battling a lot, though, is something that I have, uh, uh, it really pulls at my emotional core. And it's something that I, I have been having a problem with lately, for whatever reason. And I just haven't heard anybody talking about it. I've, tried, I've done searches uh, on, you know, through Google. I've even asked maybe Facebook friends or try to you know, put posts out here and there. Has anybody else seen this issue? It's a hidden issue, but I think it's of the utmost importance. I think there is a greater, deeper issue here that is just only going to get worse. And it happened to me today. It happened to me last week. And it doesn't happen every single time, but it happens enough just to make me gravitate towards the idea that this need, this problem needs to be addressed. And this problem, somehow, there's got to be higher-ups out there that can fix it. And what I'm talking about is people who try to start conversations with me while I'm in the sauna at the gym. And not just conversations with me, but if it's with me and other people that are in there, they might, might, not, not, might not be conversing with me particularly, but they'll be having a conversation with each, with each other. And on top of that, which I'll, I'll go into, on top of that, it's also the people who are listening to music in the sauna without earbuds. They are listening to music on their phone where everybody else who might be in this small, confined, hot, sweaty place can hear. And that is also of great, great, great concern to myself. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And kind of luckily, the gym I go to, this is a unisex sauna. So it's not located in the men's locker room. It's not located in the women's locker room. It's not li located in the what unicorn self's locker room. I don't know how many locker rooms we're going to need to have anymore. But it's located just in a general area by the swimming pool. So men and women can go in there and they have to be clothed. I'm not saying fully clothed. I've seen a lot of 80-year-old men in banana hammocks. So you don't have to be fully clothed. But you have to at least have some attire over the junk. Whatever junk you have, top or bottom. And that's okay. I don't mind it. You know, the male locker rooms that I've had in the past, going into the sauna there, I would wear my trunks. I'd wear my board shorts. And just because I'm, I have a small dick, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's why I do it. Or maybe I just don't want to sit on other sweaty ass that has dripped from an anus right before. I don't want to sit on that wood that is just saturated with sweaty ass sweat. <laughs> uh, but why do, I, I don't want a conversation. It's 177 degrees in there, 180 degrees, whatever it is. That's not the time to talk. If I was in a blizzard... And my fucking fingers and toes are falling off. My, the tip of my nose is black. Would you strike, a, strike up a conversation with me? I don't think you would. So why do you talk to me when I'm sweating balls? I just worked out for maybe an hour, hour and a half. And then now I'm getting the, this good 20-minute sort of soak. Whatever I can tolerate. 20, 25. I know some people say, oh, do a full hour. I don't have the time to do an hour. So if I can even get 10 to 15 minutes in, that's fantastic. I feel good afterwards. But I feel good when I'm quiet. It's better to sweat when you're quiet. Sure, if you're working out with your friends and you're sweating, you can have conversations here and there after you do your set or when you're doing your little break on the racquetball court, whatever it might be. But you don't really talk that much during the actual physical activity. And I'm not saying sauna is a physical activity because it's not. You're just sitting there sweating. But it's a time for me to close my eyes, feel my body sweating, Try to maybe meditate. I'm still not there yet. I can't meditate. I try here. I really want to learn how to do it. But that's my zone. I'm trying to breathe in that fucking fiery air through my nostrils and let it out through my mouth. 
just concentrate on that. But I can't do that when I'm, I'm talking. And it's even worse when other people are having conversations because like, I, I have to fucking listen to that shit. I don't care where your mom is at. I don't care what your sister said to you. I don't give a shit how your teacher treated you at, at your college class the other day. I just don't care. So that I think it, it should be a moment of, of quiet and solitude and just general uh, re- relaxation. And I can't get that through conversation. So please, the higher-ups out there, the protesters out there, the, the, the little kids who are hoping and dreaming and looking up at the people who are wearing black masks on city streets and throwing marshmallow bombs, marshmallow bombs, <laughs> milkshake bombs, marshmallow bombs would be good. They wouldn't hurt. Nope, that'd be, that'd be more progressive. I'm going to throw a marshmallow bomb at you and you just throw a fucking jiffy puff or whatever, they fuck, whatever they're called at them. Um, no graham crackers, no s'mores though. That, they have sharp edges, sharp corners. So yeah, go, go with the fucking, what are they called? Juicy puffs? Jiggly, I don't know, Jigglypuff? That's a Pokemon, right? Whatever the fucking na- name brand of a marshmallow. Go buy a bag of those, you fucking asshole. Okay. So, but what we, we need, that, that's what we need to protest. We need to protest the sauna talkers. And I wish, I want to ask the gym, say, could we just put a sign out there? Please limit your conversation or do it in a respectful, quiet manner. Because this room is no more than like 10 by 12, maybe. Shit, might be, might be smaller than that. There's only a couple of benches that, you know, go around the entire square of the uh of the perimeter of the room and it's hot and it's hot so if you have three four five people in there it's crowded it's already crowded if it's just if it's if i'm by myself it's fantastic but sometimes i've had six people in, and it, it gets really crowded and even more hot and sweaty and smelly right you smell everybody else's fucking odors and sweat and i'm sure i'm no i'm no queen of the nile here i don't have fucking pure sweat i'm stinky too and we have to look at people's feet right you have to look at people's feet and those yellow toenails and you know again ah it's 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 a tough place so that's why i like to close the eyes that's why i like to close the eyes and just <sighs> concentrate on your breath josh you did good today you didn't have a beer in the morning <sighs> you're getting all your sweat and your toxins out but now i got to hear someone jabbering on and on and on about some surgery he had last week and how, or I guess last week he shouldn't be there at the fucking sauna anyway, maybe a surgery he had last year and how hard it was to recover. Or I don't want to hear about that your mother is visiting from Memphis and she's a little scared of the hippies in California. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about your internship you had at some legal firm while you're trying to graduate college. I don't want to hear that either. That is none of my concern. And so when you're in a public realm like that, which a sauna still is a public realm, please just keep it to a minimum. That's it. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty easy policy to follow. And the music thing. How fucking arrogant do you have to be to play your own music while you're in a sauna with other people? And I went in the other day, this is a couple of weeks ago, I went in, this dude was rocking Christian rock. Christian rock. Uh, yeah, freedom. I'm, I, I've talked all about freedom of expression and religion. Sure. The fucking sauna holds no, none of those. The sauna holds none of those freedoms. It just doesn't. It's isolated from the American Constitution. That is a place where people go to sweat. So that has nothing. The outside world doesn't matter at that moment. You're locked in to the fucking gulag of sweat and smell and funk. And again, you're, all rights are now gone. They're, they're admonished. They're, they're, it's, they're, they disappear. This is where you have to just kind of work with the... Maybe you have to be fascist in a sauna. Fuck. Maybe you have to be like, No! Nine! Turn off the radio! Nine! Stop talking! Shut the fuck up! That was a really bad Hitler accent. But at least I knew nine. That's German for no. I think. So that's a policy. That really is a policy. And again, I told you I'm not a good person. I've mentioned that several times. I'm not a good person. So this is probably just me. This is probably just some asshole tendency I have because when people really are, are doing something, I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? I have that all over the place. What are you doing? And again, I, I, I've done that many times throughout my existence. I've been a prick uh, uh, to many people, probably not to their face, but definitely to their backs. <laughs> That's the kind of guy I am, I guess. Uh, so I, I don't say anything. Uh, I don't give them d- dirty looks. This is all just swamping in my brain. 
right? It's just all kind of building and swarming and nesting there. And it's, it's, of course, I talk about it later. So if you are a sauna talker, I apologize. Uh, But you're an asshole. That's it. You're just a pure, aggressive, unfiltered, unadulterated dick. That's it. Even though I can't see your dick, luckily in this sauna, you're still a dick or a prick or a cunt. You're all, you're all three. Going back to the bad person thing. Yeah. I don't think I've mentioned this before, but one thing I still kind of regret, but still kind of laugh at, and I, I'm still kind of glad I did, and sort of pat myself on the shoulder every once in a while. You know what, Josh? Good for you. Good for you. You actually said something, and not just said something, but you actually did something. You actually had a reaction to something that you thought was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And you did something about it. And years ago, when I was uh, living in Arkansas, and I was in grad school, we, went, we had the opportunity to go to a, a writer's workshop, a writer festival, whatever they call it, in Chicago, which is a great city, and I had a lot of fun. And I ghosted away many times. I got my little conference ticket or my badge or whatever it was, went downstairs to where all the fucking other stupid pretentious writers were at, and I maybe spent 10 minutes, 15 minutes in there, and I just went off on my own and uh, explored Chicago. I wanted just to go for the trip. I didn't give a shit about all the writers, even though I am a writer. I, I didn't care. I just didn't care. So I just went and explored. Because, again, I'm a selfish prick. Going back to that, I'm not a good person. But the best thing I did and the worst thing I did that trip was at the end of the trip. And I'll go into a detail. I'll go into a lot more details here soon. But what I did, I left a guy who lived who lived in Arkansas, and I left him in Chicago. I was his ride, and I left him in Chicago. So let me set up the scene first. I can't remember what year it was. I think it was two thousand eight or nine. I think it was two thousand eight. So 2008, uh, like I said, opportunity to go to Chicago, fully paid for by the school, for the hotel, uh, some comp for uh, not drinks, but I think for food. So it was pretty much a free trip. And we got gas money, things like, you know, just everything was is, is a pretty easy uh, yes. Saying yes to that was pretty easy, although I had to ask my wife because uh, she we had a two-year-old son at the time, uh, three or uh, two and a half, almost three-year-old son. So obviously I had to go through her first. Is it okay? But it was a good opportunity just to, one, go see Chicago for free and supposedly for the writing conference as well, which I took some advantage of, Met, got a couple cool books of you know authors that I like, maybe saw, I don't I, I didn't do much with the conference, honestly, but I was able to go with friends and just hang out in a cool city. So we stayed in downtown, uh, but first, I have to get you to, to Chicago. I didn't, ha- didn't want to drive up there by myself. Uh, other people were carpooling, and all the, all the carpools were filling up fairly fast, and the people I knew best, uh, some of them were flying uh, up there because it was, I think it was about an eight- to nine-hour drive from where we lived in northwest Arkansas up to Chicago. So it wasn't an easy haul, uh, and flying was a bit easier and I just again I don't think I had the money at the time didn't want to spend the money and I like road trips anyways so I found some people that I didn't really know that well because uh, it's a program that moves every single year you get new people coming in and it was a four-year program so I was in my third year second year and I drove with people that just came in for the first year so I knew them a little bit but not well and it was around I think it was December uh, maybe February. I can't remember. It was cold. It, it was definitely in the middle of winter. Cause I just remember being in a line for a hot dog for almost three hours, stupidly, because I got finagled into going to this hot dog place that was obviously uh, very popular, and I think it was just on the Food Network a few weeks earlier. So that I just remember sitting in 28 degree weather waiting for a fucking hot dog. Was it good? Yeah, sure. But it was a fucking hot dog. Um, so I remember that. So it was winter, definitely. Drive up, I sit in the back seat with this girl, uh, the, this dude who I eventually left. Uh, he's driving, but it's not his car. And then there was another girl in the front seat. And of course, I'm not going to give any names. Not that they're ever going to listen to this fucking podcast, but I just don't want to. So let's just say Bob is driving. So Bob is, you know, we're talking, having fun, me and the girl in the back. And Bob, I don't know if he was a straight-laced dude. I still never, I don't really know him that well, and I didn't know him back then at all, really well at all. Uh, but you know, he, he, there was not so, supposed to be any drinking uh, during the drive. But who, who does that? Who doesn't do that? Uh, um, who who doesn't drink on an eight-hour, nine-hour road trip if you don't have to drive? And I didn't have to drive. 
So me and the girl in the back, we were, uh, you know, swigging. I think we brought some whiskey with us and mixing it with Coke, whatever it was. I can't remember. Uh, so we're doing that pretty much the whole drive. Stopped off here and there. The drive up was fine. All getting along. Then we get to Chicago. We eat dinner, meet up with a bunch of other people. There's probably 30 of us total that we sort of knew. So we all kind of uh, were able to gather together. Found the people I was going to stay in the hotel with. Everything was fine. The trip was fine. It was fun. Now, fast forward to the last day. The last day. I guess the dude who initially drove up, Bob, he found some chick to hook up with who was also a writer from some other college somewhere, and I guess he hooked up with her, so that's what someone said. And we didn't stay in the same hotel. I was at a different hotel with people I knew a little bit better, and then these people were at their own hotel room. And when I got to the hotel room, we're supposed to leave by, I think, 9 in the morning. I had a young kid. I had a wife waiting for me to get home, probably going crazy, taking care of this toddler for three days by herself. So, you know, I, I wanted to get home anyways. I was tired, mo- mostly hungover, uh, and I just wanted to get home. It was a long drive back. So the trip was over. Let's get back home. And we told the dude the night before, let's we're meeting at your hotel at 9 o'clock. That's when we're leaving. So I get to the hotel. I wake the girl up. She says, I don't think he slept here last night. The other bed uh, was still made. He never came back into the room. So we don't know where the fuck this guy's at. So we wait a little bit, we call him. We find the other girl who's at another hotel, we get her, it's her car. So we're driving around, you know, picking people up from hotels. Then we get to the, back to the original hotel where he was staying, supposedly. Go back to the room, he's still not there. We call the cell phone, no answer. We call the cell phone again, nothing. It was a good 45 minutes to an hour, we're just sitting there trying to figure out where the fuck is he. And I'm thinking in my mind, I gotta go. I need to go. And I was driving at that point. And I was getting a little frustrated a little pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? He, he told me last night, we're gonna, he's going to wake up. He'll be ready. We're going to go. And maybe another hour and a hour passes. So this is now two hours that we haven't heard from this guy. So two hours later, he calls us. But what he doesn't know is that me and the two girls I was with already made the decision. And I'll be blunt. It was my decision. I said, I'm fucking leaving. They're like, oh, what do you, uh, I don't know. I said, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I got to get home. And they were young girls, much younger than I was. So nothing creepy. Don't get, don't get that in your fucking head, you perverts. Uh, but they're younger than me, you know, good five, six years younger than me. Uh, so I said, I, I got a family. I got to get home. This is, this is not happening. He's, th- th- leave it up to him. I mean, this is his thing, right? He's an adult. He can get home. So we called other people. They were like, can you give blah, 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 Bob a ride home? Can we give Bob a ride home? And they said, nope, we're full. Nope, we're full. Nope, we're full. Finally, we found someone said, yeah, yeah, we just left, but we have, we have a spot. We can give him a ride. And they pulled back. And so when I said, cool, they're coming back to get this guy. So at least we did that. That makes me a good guy, right? I wasn't doing the calling but for, for him to get a ride. But at least I waited just, just enough, just enough time to get him a ride home. The nine hours back to Arkansas. So I, I just take off. I'm out, I'm out. And then about 15 minutes down the road, uh, the girls, like, I can't believe we just did that. And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe I just did that either. But in my mind, I'm like, I, I can believe that. I can believe I can do that. And, and, and I did. Uh, so he calls when we're about 20 minutes, 25 minutes out of the city. He said, hey, what are you guys doing? I'm about to hop in the shower. Do you want to get some breakfast? <laughs> and then the girl who was talking to us said, um, we left, Bob. Bob, we're, we're, we're gone. You're going to get a ride with so-and-so. And then he said, he just hung up the phone. He just hung up on her. Uh, so I, yeah, going down the road, uh, it was, you know, karma, I guess, maybe two hours later, I'm going over this hill and a cop sees me and I'm going maybe five miles over the limit. He pulls me over, gives me a ticket. So that was my karma. I get a ticket for leaving a dude back in Chicago, but it's not that bad, right? So it must have not been the worst thing to do. Isn't karma strong? Like we could have flipped the car and all died. That would have been like, oh yeah, maybe it was wrong to leave him. But wasn't it wrong for this guy to not be there on time? with the rest of the other people. So we're all hold with, there's four people. One dude is basically holding everybody back. And in my mind, fuck him. No, it's his fucking fault. And when I heard the story come out later, once we got to back to Arkansas, he's calling me, we gotta talk, man, we gotta talk. I'm like, no, man, we really don't. We don't have to talk. I left you, it was my decision, I'll take it. If you hate me, I don't care, right? And I didn't like him anyways that much. So what, what I heard though, is that he met this chick he broke out his laptop and he asked her to read his stories because he found out she was an editor at some small shitty literary magazine 
And this kid who's never been pu- published before, this guy, he was actually around my age. This guy who's never had a story even close to getting published. And I'm not being a dick here. It's just true. He wasn't, he wasn't very good. He was asking this chick he was hooking up with to edit his fucking stories. And then he fucked her. Right? Supposedly. So how does he, how does he work that? So maybe this guy is a god. Maybe this guy, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have left him. Maybe that was my mistake. Maybe my life would be a completely different thing if I maybe glommed on to this dude. Who the fuck does that when you're drinking at a con? Can you read my stories? Can you edit my stories? Nobody normal does that. So again, in hindsight, I am happily proud that I did that. It's still something that makes me laugh, and it's still something I think about in just the, in the waning night when I'm trying to fall asleep. Like, I can't, that's funny. That's still funny. Will I do it again? Hopefully, I matured enough over the last 12, 10, 12 years, whatever, how long it's been now. But hopefully, I have. And I remember one of my better friends there, he was talking to me later. I can't, he was laughing too, but he just could not believe that I did that. Maybe he doesn't know me as well. I just knew him well there. I don't know. I talked to him here and there. Uh, but maybe he just doesn't know what's inside me. Maybe nobody does. Maybe nobody does. Maybe just nobody knows the core of badness, not goodness, right, that I have in my body. And people might see me on the outside. Oh, he's such a cool, relaxed, calm guy. I'm not. I'm just not. Can I be? Sure. But not in those situations. Not in those situations. So that, that that's just the, uh, I don't know. It, what What is it? What does life get you? What does life give you if you're a good person all the time? Like, good. What does that even mean? What does good mean? What does bad mean? I, I, I just try to do the right thing. And in the moment, whatever sounds right to me. And in that moment, whatever got me home sooner. Whatever got me back home to my kid and my wife who gave me the luxury of going away for three days and boozing it up and doing pretty much nothing. So I, I don't know. So you guys can judge me. You can do whatever you want. You could protest me if you like. You could Antifa me. You could throw some fucking marshmallow shake bombs at me. Right? I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, you, you, could, you could do anything. You could, you could protest this fucking podcast. You could protest it. But I hope you do. Because if you protest it, that means it got to you. And that means it's something that I should keep doing. That's what I think. So go ahead. Protest away. If you don't like me leaving people in Chicago. If you don't like me thinking bad thoughts about people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it up. Do it up. All right, so that's the podcast for this week. I will see you guys next time. And I finally upgraded to unlimited minutes with my server. So you guys will get me a lot more now once I get more in the schedule of this stupid ranting show. All right, have a good 4th of July. Be safe. Go America. Drink a Budweiser. Eat a hot dog. Watch some baseball. See you guys later.